A sermon on 1 Peter chapter 1, verses 3 to 9. Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. In his great mercy, he has given us new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead and into an inheritance that can never perish, spoil, or fade, kept in heaven for you who through faith are shielded by God's power until the coming of the salvation that is ready to be revealed in the last time. In this, you greatly rejoice, though now, for a little while, you may have had to suffer grief and all kinds of trials. These have come so that your faith, of greater worth than gold, which perishes even though refined by fire, may be proved genuine and may result in praise, glory, and honor when Jesus Christ is revealed. Though you have not seen him, you love him. And even though you do not see him now, you believe in him and are filled with an inexpressible and glorious joy, for you are receiving the goal of your faith, the salvation of your souls. This is the word of our Lord. I'm guessing... By now, you've all at least heard of the TV show, This Is Us. My wife and I just started watching it. Uh, We're only five episodes in. And I'm sorry, I'm bringing up a two-year-old show as if it just started airing. Uh, You you probably all know what happens on the show already, but but you have to understand one thing. Uh, My wife, Jennifer, and I are usually way behind the curve when it comes to hit TV shows. It's pretty bad. Um, I'll admit, we just finished watching the show Lost. So, I actually feel like only being two seasons behind on This Is Us, that's pretty good. I think we're getting on board just in time. Uh, The show is about to go into its third season this month, and that's no surprise. This Is Us has been a huge hit with just about everyone. It's, It's one of those shows that prides itself on making you cry when you watch. And so I I do want all of you to know I haven't cried watching it yet. Thought about it a few times, uh, but, but no tears have touched these cheeks five episodes in. I, I dare you to try it. And I won't blame you if you do cry when you watch it. I, I think the show, it strikes a nerve with people because of how real it is. You follow the stories of these people going through life's problems, and and you realize that many of their problems, they seem like they could be the same as, as your problems. The, the show covers everything. Parents struggling to be parents, spouses struggling to stay married, the loss of loved ones of all ages, There's a a woman struggling with obesity and depression. A black man trying to find his place 
in a very white man's world. Uh, and another man trying to find meaning in life after cutting ties with an empty career built only on, on sex and image. The show is real. It, it feels real. It depicts real people with real hopes. And you see those hopes get just shattered again and again. Uh, the plans for the future, they, they don't turn out. And, and even when things go well for a while on the show, the, the next episode, you're crying again. The show is magnetic because it's so real. But here's the thing. You don't have to watch This Is Us to know what it's like to have hopes and dreams. You don't have to watch the show to know what it's like to have hopes and dreams come crashing down, broken. I don't know all of you here today, but, but many of you, I've had the chance to, to hear your story, even glimpse some of the pain that's been part of your story. Your hopes have been broken. Uh, for some of you, this pain is still fresh. It's, it's with you every day. And you, you roll out that carefully laid blueprint that you created for your life and compare it to your reality. It's easy to see there are chunks of that blueprint that have been torn out, crumpled, Promises have been broken. Graves have been dug. Hearts once filled with love have been betrayed and torn to pieces. And, and maybe one of the hardest things is knowing that even when things are going well, the next episode in your life is going to feature loss and pain. No one's immune to this. And, and maybe, hopefully, you're, you're at a, a peaceful, happy moment in your life. And you wish you could just take a snapshot of today and, and, and make it last forever. But you know you can't. You know, life doesn't work that way. Things change. And sadly... It's not a matter of if tragedy will strike, but when it will. This world is full of sad, broken stories. Stories maybe like yours. Stories that didn't turn out the way they were supposed to. Most of us have stories that could be included on an episode of This Is Us. You'd have people crying along as your story unfolds. You start wondering, maybe rightly so, what good it is to have hopes. Is it worth putting your hope in a future that'll be broken just like every other future you've imagined for yourself? 
And here's the big question, is involvement in religion worth your few broken days on this earth? You're in, you're in a Christian church today, so more specifically, is putting your hope in Christianity going to be worth it? Is Jesus really going to keep his impossible-sounding promises to me? Is, is he going to be with me in trials? Working for my good? Keeping a place for me in heaven? Or are these just more too-good-to-be-true promises waiting to be broken? Maybe it's not all that surprising that you see people so often turning to the quick fixes this world offers. Maybe your mind has gone there too. You, you thought to yourself, hmm, alcohol, well, that, that can make me forget my pain and my brokenness. I know only for a little while, but I'll, I'll take it. Or porn, that can offer me what my broken relationships never could. The pursuit of money. Well, that, that's going to secure my future better than any promises in an old book called the Bible. But I think you already know this. You very soon realize our, our sinful pursuits of those quick fixes they only leave you more broken than before. So what use is hope? We've been broken, we are breaking, we will break. Here's some news for you. Hope is for the broken. If your life was perfect, if you had everything figured out, if everything went according to plan, you wouldn't need hope. Because you are broken. Because you will feel broken when future tragedies strike, you need hope. But you need a hope the world can't offer. You need hope for something better than what this world offers. You need the giver of your hope to be trustworthy, to, to be one with a, a record of keeping promises, not breaking them. And your hope, it cannot be just wishful thinking. Not the kind of hope that says, I hope it doesn't rain today. I hope I win the lottery. I hope the Tennessee Volunteers can have a winning record this year. Now, the hope you need has to be a firm conviction. It has to be something concrete you can point to and say, this is why I have hope. This is why my hope can't fail. God gives you this kind of hope. A hope God calls living hope. Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. In his great mercy, he has given us new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of of Jesus Christ from the dead, and into an inheritance that can never perish, spoil, or fade, kept in heaven 
for you. This is living hope. This is hope for living. This is a sure, confident hope because it's based on God's promise. It's built on the resurrection of Jesus. If you're looking for a definition of living hope, here it is. Living hope is the grace-filled plan God has for your whole existence. The grace-filled plan God has for your whole existence. And it all starts with a new birth given by a loving God to you. We get a new beginning, a new life, a, a better life. It's a better life because it's one where we get to see. We see God's plan of giving us hope from beginning to end. And even though that blueprint you created for your life is crumpled and torn, God gives you his blueprint for your life. A better blueprint. You're born into this new and better plan for your life, and, and now you look out at that same old broken world in a completely new way. Now you see the thread of hope running through everything. You see that thread of hope running from your troubled past up through your stressful present and on and on to a life forever with God. That's your inheritance. It's, it's what you're born into. And all this seems just way too good to be true, doesn't it? Well, that's why God gave us the resurrection of Jesus. The, the good things that God promises will never fail because they are based on irreversible historical fact. Christ's resurrection from the dead. He lives. And because he lives, hope lives too. God knew we would, we would need an unmistakable sign that the salvation he promises is true. And so he gave us the impossible. He gave us Jesus who rose from the dead to prove that hope lives. To prove that you will rise too. That Death is not the end, that you have an inheritance waiting for you in heaven. The resurrection of Jesus is hope made concrete. The resurrection is what you point to when you say, This is why I have hope. This is why I know it can't fail. Because Jesus' path is my path. The resurrection of Jesus secures for his people their new birth and the hope they will be resurrected from death just like he was. You've got hope in living and in dying. And hope is not some ethereal idea you can't pin down. Hope is Jesus, his resurrection. That hope, your inheritance of a life forever with Jesus, it's secure. It's not going anywhere. It is kept in heaven. Right? Your, your living hope is an inheritance that can never perish, spoil, or fade. 
kept in heaven for you. That that word inheritance, it, it can mean two things at the same time. It can mean money or property you've, you've already received, as well as money or property that is expected to be received in the future. So you can see this inheritance God has given you as something that that is going to be fully realized later on, but also something you have right now. This is good news. This means that you have hope for something better than what this world offers. Maybe to to give you an idea what this really means, um, how about if we were to draw a timeline of world history, maybe we can map out um, 6,000 years of world events, and we'll fill up this, this whole screen up here in the movie theater with that long timeline. And we'll actually go ahead in time a little bit to 3000 AD, just to give some perspective here. And now if, if I asked you to draw in a segment on that timeline where you fit in, how much of the screen would your span cover? It's a pretty big screen, but but still, maybe maybe a few centimeters. That little segment of of a few centimeters on the world's timeline, that's not your inheritance. Your inheritance is heaven. Your inheritance is a, is a timeline that stretches on from one point and just keeps right on going on and on and on off this screen without end. Something we called array back in geometry class. Take comfort. The brokenness you have here on the Earth's timeline, it's not your inheritance. And, and even the, the good times that you have here on Earth, they'll just be an appetizer of better things to come. Hope of life forever with Jesus is your ray of hope. Pun intended. <laughs> your real home is heaven. That's where your inheritance is kept. It's in a place that is death-proof, sin-proof, and time-proof, right? It it can't ever perish, spoil, or fade. It's kept in heaven. Death, sin, and time have no power there. Now, as you you look at this inheritance that's waiting for you and, and you try to digest how awesome this all is, um, it's maybe easy for us to think that the these promises in the Bible, uh, yeah, there's there are these huge lofty things that are going to come into play for me one day, but, but until then, yeah, life just kind of goes on. You just got to suck it up and keep going, right? But hope, salvation, even heaven are things that the Bible talks about as coming into play for us right now, today. Hope forever in Jesus brings hope for every day in life. This is practical, everyday stuff, just as much as it is earth-shattering and and eternal life-altering. Remember, living hope is the grace-filled plan God has for your whole existence. This includes those couple of 
centimeters on that timeline. And we're going to need hope for every day in life because of what Peter says in verse 6. He says, Now, for a little while, for those, those few broken centimeters on the timeline, for a little while, we may have to suffer grief in all kinds of trials. To suffer grief here literally means to, to suffer mental distress or sorrow. This isn't physical pain as much as it is the, the mental effect of suffering. Right? Sometimes the, the raw pain of tragedy right when it hits you is not actually the, the most difficult part. I think it's the distress, the, the mental distress and sorrow that, that come afterward, that, that cling to you and don't let go. That, that's what really leaves you feeling broken. And again, maybe the hardest part is knowing that eventually this mental distress will come up in life. Sometimes according to plan. Sometimes not. But God even uses the pain and distress you go through to strengthen and refine your hope. Distress comes into your life so that your hope is proven genuine. And God, he calls this strengthening of your hope through trials a refining process. So, right, right just like gold is refined and, and made pure, when put under intense heat. In the same way, your hope will be refined and made pure through trials and testing. Gold, from ancient times all the way up to today, has, has been one of the most precious metals discovered. It's a, it's a resource reserved for kings, uh, the temples of gods, the mega-rich. Gold is precious to begin with but even more precious once it's been refined. Gold is something hard to get your hands on. It's very valuable. However, God says the proven genuineness of your hope, your faith, that has been tested by life's trials, is more precious than refined gold. You see, the, the more broken you are, the more valuable, the more genuine your hope is. Remember, hope is for the broken. And so now, instead of looking back and trying to forget about all those things that have broken you down in the past, you can, you can see those trials as a, as a painful but necessary part of your life. A testing through which God has given you stronger hope, stronger faith. Those trials will always cause you pain. You, you can't pretend they didn't happen. But you can see the hand of God gathering you closer to him. Refining our faith by trials, it's not fun. It's painful. But, but in the end, we'll be better off than we started. Although, Earthly wealth, health, relationships fade will be left with what matters most. Hope for something better than this world can offer. And you're going to run into the same thing that Peter talks about next, how 
right? You, you have not seen Jesus in the flesh, but you know him. You know him as he's, he's been revealed in God's word. You know his resurrection is God's stamp of proof that your hope lives. The, the resurrection is the key. The resurrection of Jesus guarantees your future resurrection. Uh, that one and done act of salvation was complete when Jesus rose from the dead. Your loftiest goal, saving your soul from sin and death, Jesus already completed it for you. And already now, you are receiving the goal of your faith, the salvation of your souls. Did you catch that? We are receiving the goal of our faith. The, the end goal of faith isn't just the culmination of salvation in heaven. We get the goal of our faith now, today. You get free forgiveness for your sins. You get a restored relationship with God. You get a promised future in heaven that gives a renewed positivity of life today. Hope forever in Jesus brings hope for every day. Living hope is the grace-filled plan God has for your whole existence. This all-encompassing hope fills you with an inexpressible, a, a glorious joy. That's what Peter calls it. it. It's hard to stop thinking about. It's, it's hard to express with words or emotions. This hope instructs every day of your life, every event of life, from the most beautiful to the most painful, has God's theme of hope stretching over it. You're given a new birth into a living hope. The resurrection of Jesus, it gives your life a happy beginning, not just a happily ever after. Happily ever after with Jesus starts today. Amen.